Hi, I'm Donnie V, and I'm the guest today on Musicians on the Record. Welcome. Hi, welcome to Musicians on the Record. I'm David Ward. You've heard the music, now hear their story. This is the show where we're bringing you the musician's story. And so excited to have Donnie V, the former lead singer of Enough's Enough on the show today. He took some time off, but he's back, and his new solo album is called Beautiful Things. And if you haven't heard the first Pledge Music campaign track, I'll Surrender, check it out online. It's fantastic. It's like listening to Enough's Enough. If you're back with us today, welcome back to you. If you're here for the first time, welcome and really glad you're here. I would encourage you to subscribe to the podcast because we're so fortunate to be able to bring you these incredible musicians' stories. We've got the audio podcast, as well as if you want to see these interviews, including the one with Donnie V, you can do so on our YouTube and Facebook pages at Musicians on the Record, and our website, of course, at MusiciansOnTheRecord.com. To me, this is a real rock and roll redemption story with Donnie V. He's experienced the heights of rock and roll success as well as the bottom, too. In 91, Rolling Stone magazine called Enough's Enough the hot band of the year, and they were all over the place on MTV, Howard Stern, David Letterman. They did a bunch of appearances there, had uh, amazing hit singles, Fly High Michelle, if you remember that one, that was the first time I had heard them. Just the harmonies and the melodies, the riffs, it was really great. New Thing, of course, from their debut album. To me, it was their second album, Strength, which included Mother's Eyes, which showed the band had a real consciousness to them. It was a statement on healing racism. It showed that they were much more than just a hard rock party band. Of course, they were that as well. I think they also got a bad rap as the glam metal band as well, but I always heard them as... Just a really good hard rock blues band. For God's sakes, they were from Chicago. Of course, they were going to be blues. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. Here's my time with Donnie V. Hello, how are you doing? Thank I'm, you. I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the time and doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, so much stuff I want to talk about with you, but let's start with the new album is called Beautiful Things. And the first single that is out is called I'll Surrender, which I've been playing up a storm. I love it. It sounds like classic Enough's Enough. Tell us about the new album. Well, um, you know, I took a, took a break from uh, everything for a while, um, you know, about three, four or five years ago. And just I made a I recorded a little record on my own, you know, at home and stuff and just kind of cleared out the cobwebs. And I just kind of disillusioned a bit about everything life uh, i was a very unhealthy um you know it's just it's just a, life seemed pointless and and i had no spirit or energy or anything in me anymore and so i didn't i didn't know what the hell i was going to do anymore and so um through a chain of events um a lot of things took place in the last few years that have uh that have uh kind of brought me back from from that 
way of life, you know, and they had a whole, you know, I got a lot healthier. I got a lot of health issues taken care of. Um, you know, I got off all the, the drugs and shit. And, um, and then, um, you know, I just, I didn't, uh, really know what I was going to do. I was, you know, I was leery of getting back into doing things. Cause all, you know, it just, it just, you know, it, it seems pointless and it just led me to a point of, uh, where life was, was so dark. And, um, you know, and I was, in, I was apprehensive because I was starting to feel better and, and things were, were, you know, um, getting back together with family and friends and things like that. And, and, um, I was uh, curious if I even, you know, still had, cause I hadn't written anything for like, you know, maybe three years or, or so. I mean, nothing, not an idea or anything. Cause I just kind of put that all out of my mind and blocked that out of my mind, you know? And, um, and then, you know, as I, as things started rounding out and, um, I just started, you know, feeling like, well, you know, I can't not do this because this is what I do. I mean, what are my alternatives? And I'm certainly didn't like many of those, you know, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I could, I could, uh, be a male a prostitute or something like that, but you know, it's like, uh, I'm too selfish a lover for that. So. <laughs> no. And, uh, how much so, would you charge though? Right. <laughs> well, that's negotiable. You can't talk about it. It's illegal. I don't know. You know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then, um, it just kind of started, uh, all of a sudden just one day a song popped into my head and, um, I was, you know, I just thought, well, here we go again, you know, and I wasn't going to force anything. I was waiting till they come. I figured, I always, I figured, you know, if they're going to come like they always have in my life, when they come, they come, when you force them, they, they're, they're forced and they're not, you know, it's not, it's not a special or magic. And, um, you know, but I, I wrote a lot of stuff, you know, in through, throughout the course of my career, um, you know, maybe not in the best physical shape, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, uh, you know, I live in out there a little bit, a couple miles past Pluto, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the song ideas seem to be flying around the air. And I just get my butterfly net and just grab them, bring them back. And, and um, but, you know, I just, you know, it's just frustrated and stuff, but, uh, you know, I figured, well, let's give it, let's give it one more shot. Let's see uh, what happens now. And, um, and I started writing songs and demoing them and um, getting back into that. And, and they started coming one after another. And before you know it, uh, you know, I had, you know, close to half or half a record worth of material that sounded pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, the songs sounded good and they just were, you know, they weren't properly recorded, but then uh, just start, you know, you get in social media and stuff again, cause I've been out of all of that stuff and started touching base with a few old friends from the past, like Mike Tholen. He's um, co-producing and engineering and doing all this, this stuff on this record. And uh, I kind of reached out to him and he's like, Hey man, how you doing? You know, cause we always had a lot of respect for each other. And uh, he worked in, on, you know, some of the, the old enough's enough stuff, like you know, 95 around that area and stuff. He did some of my favorite recordings and I was just, he's like, Hey man, we should do something. You know, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, maybe we will. Let me see me get some stuff together. And, uh, and uh, so I'd say it was close to maybe six months, seven months ago. I came out here and we, uh, tracked, a few, we tracked like three, three songs 
and it went well and it sounded great. And we got, you know, this, we're getting good players, mm-hmm. people like Paul Gilbert, Johnny Polanski and Matt Walker and, and Ed Breckenfeld. And it's like just all of these great guys, you know, Lothar Kelly's helped out. Uh, you know, I'm looking at, um, the guy from the jellyfish, Roger from the jellyfish, he said he's going to work on, help work on one of these songs and, um, and the songs. And then, you know, once, once we kind of made up our minds that, yeah, we need to make a record, but we're going to need, you know, we're going to need money because that's not free. Yeah. So, um, I definitely was, I knew that it was a waste of time going to, uh, these, these labels. I know the major labels, you're not going to get it, you know, you keep, toe in the door and then and the other ones the smaller ones and shit like uh you know the one enough's enough's on and stuff like that they're just basically uh they go around they collect up all the old stuff that's got a little bit of a name and some fan base and stuff and they pump out and they give them give you like a really small amount of money to go make a record or pay for it you know and you end up doing a shitty quality record and putting it out and 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 um you know you never see a dime or anything like that and we couldn't have even made a record right way properly with the quality that we're going for this time with that kind of money, with that kind of budget. So I had a manager that, uh, you know, he suggested, uh, I've heard about this a lot. A lot of artists I've known have been doing this for quite some time was the pledge music campaign thing. And, um, you know, I was, I was curious. I was like, you know, I wonder, you know, if I, so we set a goal, we meet, we reached our goal and, uh, and above and beyond and it's still going. And, um, you know, it's just uh, I lo- I started loving the idea of uh, the listeners and the fans and the friends of mine who that that all of these songs in my career and everything is you know has had so much them they've had so much to do with everything in my life you know and and uh, and now they're a more direct part of of what I'm gonna what we do to, we're doing it together now we always have been doing it together except nobody was really getting it you know and and now. Um, you know, I think it, it's, it, that's, I mean, then we came up with the beautiful things song and, and I was thinking, you know, what a great, that's, you know, I've had a lot of uh, dark titles to records and dark subject matter and things like that. And this one took a lighter note because I'm not in that place anymore. In my head, you know, I've, uh, I still got bipolar issues and ADD and, and anxiety and all that other shit to deal with, you know, that half the reasons that I did medicate so long, you know, and it's hard to deal with life on life's terms. Especially, you know, when you're kind of a newborn baby at 50 years old, you know, and but um, it's like the ideas came. It's like beautiful things, you know, what what a great thing to base everything around on that. And uh, and so I came with the the idea that's make the album cover. Have the fans and all of the friends and everybody who's who's helping to fund the thing and stuff like that. You send me. Let's see what you think is beautiful. We'll put that on the cover, and those will be the beautiful things, you know. And and because you know what, I'll think of something stupid, you know, a picture of my old dog taking a shit or something. You know, beautiful things, you know. It's like always like that, you know. (laughs) Hard and and immature and an idiot, but uh, but that it's just uh, you know, just to feel the. The connection and and uh, all the wonderful love and stuff from the fans and people still very supportive of me. You know that you know I still hear a lot of uh, well you you know we need you need to get back in enough's enough and this and that and uh, you know I've I've you know that's 
the way I figure it, you know, it's like, hey, well, you need to go get back with your ex-wife that made your life hell and, and made you want to die. Why don't you go? Because we thought you made a cute couple, you know, <laughs> go back and do that. And, um, and there was no need for me. To, there's no need for me to go back and do that because, you know, I mean, I wrote, you know, the, the songs and, and was the voice and did most of the instrumentation and the producing and stuff anyway. And it's just, um, but, you know, I've spent a lot of years um, kind of pigeonholed into a cookie cutter sound that, that came along with that territory, not to take anything away from, from the brilliant players and, and, and people that have been in enough's enough, you know, and like Derek Frigo, he was an amazing guitar player, amazing talented guy, you know, just, uh, probably, you know, I mean, I definitely was not the right guy for, for what I wrote and did, you know, and then Vicky Fox was, you know, he was a flat, you know, and he was, you know, the, it was just was, it wasn't the right match. You know, Chip and I were a pretty good match for a while, but, but I kind of, uh, I don't know. I can't once, you know, he, he really brought me a long way in a short period of time because I was very young. I was younger than all of the guys I had, you know, all the other guys have done things that were almost professional and almost, you know, in the professional, they're in the professional, uh, zone, you know what I mean? And here I was, you know, just coming out of just, you know, basically right out of the garage. Yeah. You know? How old were you, Donnie, when you got the first big break with Enough's Enough? Um, well, I hooked up with Chip. I think I was uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 18 or so. Okay. Yeah. Young kid, right? Yeah. Like a kid. And, um, you know, just, I mean, you, you got to think about what's going on at 18. You know, you've, you've just freshly been kicked out of high school. You know, you just... You've just freshly, this, you know, been getting into the girls and getting your heart broken and finding the beauty of, of, of that hateful women, you know, and uh, alcohol and smoking cigarettes and everything. And it's like, you know, um, but, you know, it's, I don't, I had a lot of issues growing up. I really didn't have proper, you know, I didn't have like what anybody else would refer to as parenting, you know, like a mother and a dad and all that stuff and guy to play ball with you and teach and this and that. So I was, I kind of was uh, on my own and it wasn't a very happy childhood. You know, I had a lot of different things I won't even go into, but the, all the things that, that, you know, pretty, pretty much fuck a guy's head all up, you know, so, you know, dealing with all of that on my own at such a young age and, and wanting, knowing full well what since i was very small since of you know i got bit by the bug it's like this is this the sounds and looks really good to me and i think i have a knack for this this is singing thing this you know and i heard the beatles and this and then i'm looking at the rock stars and stuff and you know of course you know you're you look and see all of the all of the not so great things that they do too but looked so great at the time because nobody knew all that stuff so i was real good at all that <laughs> you know, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, this that self-medicating stuff. And I looked up with Chip and, and, and it's like, I really barely could play, you could tune a guitar, you know, I mean, I could, I could play, I was playing and writing stuff, but really amateur level shit, you know, except for my songwriting was starting to get, get better. Um, and, um, and then he took me a long ways in a short period of time because it was, we went through maybe two, two, uh, lineup changes and um, by the time I was, I don't even think I was 20 yet. We had our record deal with Echo and uh, Atlantic. And so that was like, you know, it, I mean, 
there was there was a big point that didn't happen when an artist naturally evolves into finds his himself and finds his zone and finds his identity and things. Big part of that was left out because it all happened so quickly between the time of hooking up with Chip was because that's when I first started to understand and learn things on a on a bigger on more professional level of how it's doing things not so self-indulgent i was kind of seeing the magic of oh yeah you gotta you gotta you know this the count the 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 formula and the recipes for different things and stuff and um and so it started out and and i took to it like a horse you know like a horse to water and um before you know it, we had you know frigo and fox in the band and we got a record deal and everything and we're and we're huge in chicago and it's a big deal and everything we're on mtv and stuff and Howard Stern, Letterman, all of that, right? But everything there now, you're, you're, you you got to remember. Here's a guy here with all my issues, unresolved issues, with all my, uh, you know, and I'm the, I'm the kid, so I really didn't have much, you know. I didn't feel like I was had much uh, confidence as far as speaking up or saying anything, and so I just, you know, it's kind of just a whirlwind. It just took off, and and I just, um, I don't know. I guess I gravitated towards the. You know, there's, there's a lot of frustration and a lot of a lot of insecurities and things I hadn't dealt with or addressed, and and I kind of uh, found a, a artificial character that that was able to go and take care of these things for me, and 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 it, it was all fine and dandy for a while until uh, you know it's like I practically had left the building, and this this character is taking over, and he's a uh, you know, a monster because, you know, there's these nose went from insecure to his star and, you know, this and that. And, and you got all these guys around you and everything. And it's like, and then plus the, the band, everybody was so talented and everything and everything happened so fast and so big that our bare minimum that of uh, effort in stuff, you know, all of the effort and all the work that, that, that I ever put in was before, you know, we got the deal. I mean, after, after the deal, it's like the bare minimum we, we did got by just great. And we were still, everybody loved us and stuff, except that really incapable of rolling with the punches at a weird time in music. And, um, by, by being, you know, I, the things that I did to get myself, uh, to be able to do the things that I had to do. I mean, it's, you're talking a lot of stuff to do, you know I mean? And, and, um, you know, I didn't even know who the hell I was. I was, I, you know, you got everybody blowing smoke up your ass. And before you know it, you're a great big jag off, you know, with a fucking, you know, and, and talking shit and all this stuff. And I come from a family of great talkers of shit. And so I took to that and, and uh, yeah, so everything just spiraled way, well out of control. And I wouldn't, you know, um, there's a lot of misconception that, you know, um, that, you know, I just, we just threw it away or whatever just just decided to get you know priorities for getting fucked up and this that's not at all how it works that's not how it happens it's the biggest part of that problem about that is that you you're you stop thinking and stop uh growing and you start coasting and and um and you're incapable of rolling with the punches and making proper decisions and thinking things through and you're kind of leaving things to other people and trusting other people to take care of this and this and that because you're lazy and you just want to party now and and you're road rag road ragged and all of that stuff and and before you know it 
it's all it's all completely you've lost control of everything and and um then then some you know a series of unfortunate circumstances roll along and and you're done you know you're 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 pretty you're still you're then you're the man with his nose to the grindstone but all he does is grind off his nose you know what i mean you're working you're confused in motion with prize you're working busting your ass churning out more great songs and stuff like that but but for who for what you know and 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 it gets you know it gets really uh it it wear it wears on your energy and your soul and your spirit and stuff you know when you when you you know you you know you're making a good product you know you're doing a good job you know you're delivering there but you know you're also know you're fucking up and you know why you're fucking up but it's like a it's a vicious circle because you I can't fucking get it together because I'm so frustrated and 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 this sucks and I'm so miserable but I can't leave this because out of necessity to play or eat or something, you know, and, and like the time for me to have gotten out would have been right in the very beginning, but you know, who's going to walk away a little kid like that and walk away from all of that shit happening. And you know, this isn't right. This isn't the right band. This is this and that, you know, but like I was saying back to what I was saying that, yeah, Chip and I, he was, a, he was, you know, he's, he definitely was a big brother, little brother thing for, for, you know, for a good portion of that, those early years, you know, and, but then, um, once I, you know, kind of gained that, those skills and things like that, I kind of, uh, I don't know that I, I don't know. I hate to say the word outgrew the, the partners, the relationship, the working relationship, but it kind of did. And, and I, I was down a different road. It was a, you know, I mean, we didn't work traveling the same circles anymore. He does his thing. He's all about smooths and this and that business and politician like Donald Trump. I'm I'm looking for the next the next dangerous, exciting, darker thing. I can what's something to fucking, you know, uh, excite me or whatever, something different. And everything's gotten so unusual and so crazy and, and so weird. You know, people dying, people, great things happening and, and terrible things happening all at the same time, all of the time that you don't even. You, you don't even have emotions anymore. You know, it's like a normal day, you know, I mean, there's shit that I think about. I could sit and tell stories and, and that's a Tuesday, you know, people are like, huh, what, you know, you did that. What happened? It's like, yeah, that's just this Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So it did, you know, that's very trying on a relationship when, when you know that, you know, uh, you know, he's chip is very, very, driving and and he's got a he's got a force to him he's a fantastic bass player he's uh you know he's got a good melodic sense and stuff like that and in uh you know he does but he does a certain thing and um i can't just do the same thing you know just continuously keep doing the same thing you know i got i like you know if you're just creating and writing and evolving and stuff but then then when you evolve and you come your next the next batch of songs that come to you that God sends to you, you're doing the same fucking thing that you did to the last batch of songs. And it gets very frustrating. And, and, um, and, you know, and that's, and by that point, that's all I'm getting out of this business or this career anymore. It's just my, my, uh, the fulfillment of knowing that I'm writing these killer songs and, and, and I, and they and, you know, and I did a good job at least, of what I was allowed to do. I did the best I could, but you know, it's like I said, you know, it's like, how do you just, you know, when plus, you know, when, when everything's just, 
wears down on you and you're completely fucked up in the head and human being now just basically an artist that belongs in a flight case just unpack me when you get need me put me back in there and then we might be able to do business you know and uh, when it's like that you're just not able to to take the reins and and step up and and do what needs to be done and 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 i'm still not really able to uh but i got a lot of a lot of uh, great people and positive people. I was building small this time, you know, family and, and like, you know, Mike and these other, these other players and stuff and that are uh, very supportive. And, you know, and I tried, I tried to do my best to get through it and not let anybody down and let any, you know, things get, get crazy. And I just, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I am what I am. And, and, you know, but it's, I'm definitely smarter and thinking these things through and now I'm making, Making a record now that um, that I think is probably the best representation of how I would like to present what I the the, the writing and singing that I do, you know. And it's uh, and it's like I haven't had a producer really since like Strength or Animals Human Intelligence. And that guy Richie Zito, he didn't really do anything. He just uh, he'll even say it, you know. And, and uh, strength, you know, it's like it's, it's, it's we're talking you know, 30 years ago and right. and uh, it's a whole different thing there. And I still was, you know, that still was we were working around the issues like the, the heavy the Van Halen on guitar and things yes. like that. still working around that shit back then. Right. And, it, you know, none of that really made sense. And as soon as you plug in a guitar and it's all buzzy and all the gains all up and everything and you're chunking and this and that, it's just. You just who needs production? I guess. All right, let's just get through it. Finish another record, put it out because we're not going to get any money anyway. So at least we get get on the bus with two other loser bands and go fucking, you know, stink somewhere and play to thirty people in South Dakota and, and just fucked up and try to deal with it. <laughs> you know, so this is to me really powerful, and I appreciate your your honesty and your forthrightness, Donnie. That. You know, the people can have a dream about rock and roll, and it sounds like a lot of your dreams come true, but there can also be some nightmares, the myths of rock and roll. And I know, probably just like you, I've lost more than half of my musical heroes, like, you know, Hendrix, Bonham, and Moon, and all of that, to all of this stuff. So to me, it's powerful that you're talking about, even though you had a lot of success you needed to take some time out and just focus on you and take care of yourself. And to me, it sounds like this album is your first sort of so-called sober album that is this a is, healthier you. This record, I've done a couple of, of solo records in the past um, that I thought were really good, really strong. I mean, it's, it's, there's not much difference except in the production styles of the records, you know, well, we're just doing it right. Trying to do it right this time, you know, do it smart and do it, uh, you know, how the songs, each song it will be represented the best that to our ability that we can, can present the song. It won't all, it's not going to all, everything's not just one sound. Here's a bunch of songs with this sound. It's like each song we're really thinking through it and getting, getting the proper players, guys that, you know, I'm a hack. So it's like, you know, why should I hack around when, when you can get a guy that's fantastic dudes, you know, they, they can play and, and it's going to, you know, it might as well do that and sound really good, you know? And, um, it's, I, you know, I really, this is a record that, that should have, you know, I should have made when I was 25, you know, but it, it, but I didn't success would be the last word that was coming, came to my mind at the point where, where I just, uh, 
you know, they just put it through. I threw my hands in, in the air and just said, God, kill, fucking kill me mm. or do something. I don't know what to do. I can't do it. It's and, and, and I can't go on like this any longer. I just it's too fucking miserable, you know, and, uh, be, you know, you should be careful what you wish for and what you pray for. And some, you know, certain chain of events happen. And, uh, before you know it, you know, you got some things came together and, uh, you know, God does his thing. And obviously, you know, he's not done with me yet. Obviously that a buffoon like me isn't capable, smart enough of coming up with all these songs and ideas. So they're obviously they're sent from somewhere this other realm and they give me, cause when they come, I can hear it. I can hear the thing in my head and I just got to interpret it or decipher it, you know? And, um, and can we uh, talk about that though, too, Donnie, what was that first song after you got clean and sober? It sounds like the first song of this album that came to you and your writing process in general. It was, uh, well, besides, of course, I had a, a little thing that I started doing. Uh, the first thing I started doing was this little thing with my little nephew, Louie. And because uh, they were coming up to visit me and stuff. And uh, we, th- we came up with a little app called Guilt and Shame, which is like very. Uh, oh, what's the best word to say? Uh, cont- controversial. I don't know, controversial, but just very inappropriate. Uh, humorous things, you know, uh, songs of, of like bad, bad hillbilly music with the, the total cliche of like this self-entitled douchebags that just write whatever and don't give a shit or have any respect and you know, don't live by the laws of the world. And it's, it's really funny. It is. It's really great. And he's in, and, and he's, he really, he was a big part of, uh, of me come getting my energy and my spirit back. This little guy, you know, he says, it's like I had missed a lot of his life and all of a sudden, you know, he's this little kid and he's, and he's like taken to me and I could see he's bitten by the bug and stuff. And so it's kind of like I started working with him and just, and that's what kind of coasted me back into, uh, you know, it's like maybe it's time to, and then, then just one day, um, a song called I could save the world, which is what the first one that I wrote and re, and I dumped and I recorded it. And, uh, I think it's a really, really good song. It's it's got some really cool lyrics and and it's a very cool, uh, very cool melody and feel and stuff. And uh, everybody else seems to like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just after that, you know, a couple more started coming. You know, a few of them. You know, as the more as the more that I would write, more and more songs that I thought were really good are getting, you know, nudged out of the thing. You know, and it's like. And that's just the way it is, you know, and, and it's, we got to a point where I had to stop writing because, because uh, it's just like, it's, it's, they're getting better and better, but what's going to happen to all these, there were, these were great until there was this better one, you know? And, uh, and so it's just like kind of stop writing for now and, and focus on getting these things done. And I'm, I'm doing my best to keep, you know, to hang in there. And, um, you know, I have, like I said, you know, I still have a lot of issues. I still have a lot of mental and in spiritual uh you know it's i'm a broken you know broken dude and uh it's never really you know he's just learning to try to do all that and 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 still feel good Hmm. and things like that and have the energy and to 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 be able to get up and do all the things and anxiety gets its gets its claws on me and um it's and it's bad and you know and i you know i'm trying my best and uh i think i'm doing considerably better than I ever have. And, uh, you know, everything's a work in progress and, sure. 
And, uh, but, uh, I get a lot of things, uh, you know, a lot clearer now. And, and, uh, it's crazy is, uh, things are full circle. All of a sudden, you know, we just, we had one song that, uh, was really enough's enoughy sounding was really, I mean, uh, of course, everything that I'll do, what you could say is enough's enough sounding because it's, it's, you know, the same guy, but yeah. it was really enough's enoughy sounding. And Mike is Mike Thull and he's, he's a like, producer and, uh, and he was just like, you know, we're like, we start talking about the song and, uh, and then I guess enough's enough to start re- releasing a new record. They put out a song. We we're talking about the song. We're like, well, this song, you know, it has, it has a little bit of the subject matter, but of, uh, well, we should get enough's enough guys on this one. And, and cause this was a song the way it needs to be. Like, like I said, we're, we're, we're presenting each song has its own life and each, and it, w- it will be presented as it if, of, as its own little living thing, you know. And this one definitely was rolling step back in time. And so I said, "Well, let me. Let me how about we just get the enough enough guys? Let's get all the good ones to, who aren't in the band anymore." <laughs> yeah, so, so who did who did you get, and what song are we talking about on that one, Don? Johnny Monaco, who's he, he's also. Um, um, helping and in, in doing some guitars and stuff on my new record. And uh, I've always had, I've always, you know, there's, there's a little rivalry has always been between John and me, but that's all he been, that's all been basically, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, he, he thinks I'm a buffoon and I, and I think he's mean, <laughs> but, but uh, that's true. He's, he's mean and, and little. <laughs> now, but, uh, you know, he wanted my, he wants my job. <laughs> so um no but we i've always had nothing but respect for for his talents and everything like that and i and the guy just cracks me up i mean then none of that stuff bothers me i've i've had way better men than him talk shit about me you know it's like that don't bother me but uh so he's yeah we called him and and he's he's like yeah absolutely you know sure and you know and uh and um uh, they thinking well I mean, there's only a couple other options. We're sure not going to go tracking down Vic Fox for something like this. You know, that's just, uh, I think that that day is done, you know, and it, and it has been for so long of a time. It's, I don't even consider him to be the, the original drummer anymore. I consider Rick, Ricky Parent, who did a majority of, of all of the Nuff's Enough stuff and who I played and toured with, with Johnny for, we toured for what, 10 years? Wow. Yeah. 10 or so years and played every little shithole from here to there to, to the Rosemont horizon with, you know, or the world theaters and all this stuff. And, and, um, you know, Joe's hamburger stand and all this and that shit. And we've, you know, and, and that's, that's when I, when I think of enough's enough, I think of those guys, Ricky's no longer alive. Derek's no longer with us. Um, but that, that thing had, had reached, it run its course too with Derek, you know, and, uh, and, uh, sadly enough, we had just, I just had run into him out in, uh, LA Right previously, right previously when he died, and uh, we had just gotten started working a little bit together again because he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, he got out of rehab and things been in rehab like a million times. But that's this is with him; it's just never going to stick, you know, because uh, he just doesn't. He just didn't. He's not didn't, didn't know how to live like a human being. But um, so me and him and Vic just did a little jam session at some club, and then went out and played something like that, and uh, and we were going to work. Derek and I were thinking about working together a little bit. And then, you know, it's just, it's two days later, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I get the phone call and, you know, it's, it was just, it was so sad. And, but at least that we got a chance to, to, uh, make amends and, and we talked about all of everything that went down and everything. And it was like, it was like, dude, it's, I'm so glad that we did this, you know, and, and, and cause they're left, everything left real messy. And, um, and that was really wonderful, but it was also a bitter, bittersweet because there and now I see him and love him and care about him again. And he, there he goes, you know, and, and, uh, I've never even really still haven't fully processed or mourned him or Ricky because it's, I was just in such, my life was in such a dark place anyway, that sure. that's nothing darker than anything else. You know, it's like, yeah, again, both, both amazingly talented musicians, these guys you're talking about. So well, I have never really, I never played in enough enough with Eric Donner, but, but from everything I've ever seen and heard and everything about him, the guy, very good drummer, very strong vocals, good, you know, it's just very, very great enough enough drummer. So, um, you know, and I, and I want, and he's been very cool and nice to me and stuff. And, um, so it's just like, let's get him and, and John. And, uh, so we threw together this song and, and it's, it's called Troublemaker. And so is the, the name of the band's called Troublemaker. And, and it's three guys that all have something in common that are, uh, looking to shut the door on, on, on a situation. And, and so this is the best way to do it. And, uh, I think we're thinking about releasing it very soon, maybe next week. Who knows if, if we get any, because it ain't we ain't sending it for free right (laughs) yeah so the the album's getting close it sounds like and and more singles to be released when might we expect that and and when might we expect you possibly hitting the road that depends on who you ask (laughs) sound the line of it uh (laughs) i think i'm confident that we're that we're gonna that i can see the i can see the and of the light at the end of the tunnel at this point you know i don't you know this of course though once i'm done and all the instruments and everything else is done then mike's got to sit here and take this clusterfuck and turn it into a masterpiece and he's really put a lot of himself into this and and um and so uh but you i'll tell you man he spins shit into gold so you give him gold to start with and and we're getting uh i don't know whatever the hell gold <laughs> <laughs> white gold instead of black gold he's gonna work his alchemy and it's gonna come out great yeah, yeah. well you know that's got to be a tedious frustrating thing and plus he's got me staying here and and it's like you know it's the same old same old too much donny v that's just you know that's the same old I, I'm, I, there's nothing new to me no he wasn't doesn't sound like he's had enough's enough on that. So he's sounds like he's all good with it, actually. So he's had enough's enough because because Chip fucked him on seventy five dollar chicken bill back in nineteen ninety five. Mike said, "That's it, man. I'm done." Over. Enemy. <laughs> pay the chicken bill, man. It'll all be good. Right? <laughs> Should have paid that seventy five dollars because right. happens now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just having fun, and it's really fun. And matter of fact, Johnny's going to lay the solo on. Uh, on, on Troublemaker uh, today when we get done with this and, um, and awesome. we'll, we'll wrap that up and it sounds dude it's 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 great enough's enough track it's uh, and at least regardless of what 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 the, the actual new enough's enough record sounds like at least you'll get one <laughs> that's right I have a song called You're My Favorite Thing to Do this was on um, last record White White Album or something yeah White Album I see good morning to the sun I used to see it coming up But now we run 
Now it means a whole new day with you has just begun. And all of everything you did, every moment, every battle, you got stronger every minute. Baby, you're my favorite thing to do. There's a whole new me since I found you. Oh, of all the things I've ever done, you're my favorite thing to do. No degree of standing is too bizarre. Holding you while holding me as I go in my guitar. Oh, you put the music in me. Every love song, every melody. You're perfect harmony, and you're my favorite thing to do. There's a whole new me since I found you. Oh, of all the things I've ever done or ever knew, you're my favorite thing. You ain't never there, you are. Looking like a movie star in true love. I carry with me to find all your secrets. I will keep. Oh, I can't run away from you. I'm in too deep. We spend the days together, then I'll hold you while you sleep. Oh, girl, the only one who's ever loved me. It still loves me like I love you and all the things you show me, baby. You're my favorite thing to do. There's a whole new me since I found you. Oh, of all the things I've ever done or ever known, you're my favorite thing to do. Baby, you're my favorite thing to do. Baby, you're my favorite thing to do. We've never done that together. That's fantastic. That is freaking amazing. Nice job, you guys. That's one of my favorite things of this show is I get a backstage seat here with folks performing. Thank you so much for doing that, Donnie. It's That's awesome. One of the things that I've always loved about John is when, when he got into the band, all of a sudden we could do, he, he wanted, you know, campaign for all the cool songs too. And he, and, and it's like, there's not, you know, he really, you know, we just, you know, he's lead vocalist. He likes his stuff and shit like that. You know, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say anything like other people. You know, it's like, it's not the same thing when I go up there and somebody is saying, you know, singing some active, goofy thing. It's crazy. It's like, it's fun. That was fun just now. It sounded nice. And that's, that's the name of the game. It's not going through the fucking motions, you know, but making, creating something beautiful for the world. And that's beautiful. Thing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you, Johnny, for that as well. And, and it's got to feed your soul, you guys, right? It's not about the formulaic whatever uh, that it used to be, but you got to feel good about it and evolve as an artist. 
I have to feel good about it, but mainly Mike Tholen has to feel good about it. <laughs> when he feels good about it, everybody's happy. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad Donny V. <laughs> We bring, in, uh, we bring in the mice, maestro over. Come here, Mike. There he is. Hey, Mike. Mike Tholen. Mike, tell me about what you love about this guy and how this new record is going and what, what fans can expect. Because this, this guy has an amazing voice, an amazing musician. Uh, well, I, um, I grew up listening to this guy. I grew up seeing him on television when I was a kid. I used to ditch school and go play guitar and watch MTV and this guy was all over. Um, uh, and I always loved his voice. I always loved th- these songs. Um, I wasn't really into their get up and their, and their show back in the day. And I kind of, you know, heckled them a little bit about that when I finally met them here in Chicago. So I actually grew up in San Diego. I came here in 1990 and ended up running into chip and, uh, ended up working with them on the tweet record um, as an assistant engineer, I happened to be working at the studio that they came in to mix. So we ended up reconnecting there after meeting Chip, and we all got along like peas and carrots. It was great. Until um, he didn't pay the $75 chicken bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to bypass that. <laughs> Here's your drives and watch this kitchen a big day. Uh, anyway, so he got the chicken. Uh, <laughs> so I've always been into these guys. Um, I did some work on the paraphernalia record. Uh, and then kind of lost touch with them for a number of years. And for, you know, various reasons, Donnie was kind of out in and out of the band. And I was always in touch with Monaco, though. I worked with him throughout the years. I'd hire him quite a mm-hmm. bit for sessions. Um, and uh, last year, it just came up that uh, I'd like to do a record with Donnie. And let me look look where he's at. Let me find him. And I found him about a year ago. And um, the record that we're making right now, is not is enough record there's no fizzy guitars there's no heavy any of that stuff this is all very honest um it's and it's quite hard to do when we don't have all these fuzzy guitars covering everything up right there's a lot of yeah those are always those are always in in place of production because you just put that's very easy you you can you can just Forget about horns and keys and strings and pianos and things like that. When you got a big fuzzy guitar, you can't hear that shit anyway. And even if you did have it in there, it won't be in the mix because, you know, yeah, some of you don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. So we're going back um, and doing a record that I've always wanted to make, which is like a late 60s, early to mid 70s Beatle type record. Um, very honest tones very honest performances very um uh very a, a very smart record if you will right um we're not we're not cutting any corners here fantastic yeah yeah that's what fans can expect um it's going to be different than what they might be thinking that they're getting um uh but i think it'll be different in a way that's going to surprise them and um It'll be something more than what they're expecting. Well, it, it, if the first if the first sing, single "I'll Surrender" is any indication, yeah. that is just that got in my head, and just the melodies, the harmony, the riffs—it was fantastic, Donnie. You guys are, and that's yeah. that's that's what it's all about, and that's that's we're uh, producing everything around the vocal and everything around the melodies. 
Um, everything else is coming up around that rather than stuffing it all on top of itself. Yeah, that song right? was also the first one we did. So everything has has grown and matured and taken on a you know and intensified and and been more homes has because uh, you know that's there's some you know there's a lot of up tempo power pop stuff on this, but not. You know, less of the word power, more you know, power is in the rhythm sections and the drums. Is, it's all how we got Matt Walker and, and, and Ed Breckenfeld and stuff and Casey McDonough playing bass. So it's there's a heavy rhythm section and the guitars are, are heavy, can be heavy without being so distorted, you know, and um, like the games that the amps get and stuff like that. Not just, you know, some amp that's made for, for that sound. It's like these are old amps. I don't even, I don't think I could. I've ever even seen one of these amps before they're sold. <laughs> and, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we rounded off to the, you know, this, it was just that one song that was sticking out that we, it's like, this one doesn't, this doesn't fit on the record. This was, this is enough's enough. And so we got the enough's enough guys. And, and, uh, I think people, I don't think we're going to be letting anybody down with anything we got going on. Thank you, Donnie V for being on musicians on the record today. How cool is that? Really glad that he's doing well again and back on the music scene. Just an incredible voice, incredible talent. Donnie V on the show. Check out his new album, Beautiful Things, and the first Pledge Music campaign track, I'll Surrender. It's amazing. What was your favorite part of the interview? I loved when he was talking about Enough's Enough, his battle with anxiety and addiction recovery all of that stuff was fantastic and it was very cool that he and johnny monaco played a tune i loved that please leave a comment below and check out the show on youtube facebook and instagram as well as our website musiciansontherecord.com where you can watch this interview with donnie v We'd love to hear from you wherever you're listening from in the world and let us know which musician story you'd most love to hear. Who would you love to sit down with, have a cup of coffee and talk with? Who's your dream musician that you would love to talk with and learn from, whether it's about the songs, the music, their life, what inspired them. There's so many incredible folks. If you're enjoying the interviews, thank you so much. Please be uh, an ambassador for the show and share them with someone that you know would love them too. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, I'm David Ward for Musicians on the Record. Oh, goodbye.